0: Welcome everybody, I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for Pre-Retirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20-plus years and proud to say I've never lost a dollar of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets that I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know about and really have been around for centuries. Most Americans are not prepared for their golden years, let alone today. No matter what your financial status, you can be prepared to enjoy your life, never run out of money. Now, because retirement, pre-retirement, plan retirement early, so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it, is a very big topic. So I've invited a lot of really great experts to come in and give you lots of points of view. So that way you'll have all the information. trying to empower my clients to take back control of their money, understand what's going on with it, and that way they'll be able to make the right decision. Today, I'm so honored to have the guest, Aaron Freeman. He is the president and CEO of Oak River Financial Group. He provides retirement income, divorce IRA, 401k rollover, and estate financial planning services. Oak River Financial has positioned itself as a leading investment advisory firm with a strong focus on women advisors. Welcome, Aaron. I'm glad you're here today.
1: Oh thanks thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Well, you know, I was pretty pretty interested in um you know, the title of your discussion. Uh the three ways there's no point to the president's Myra, right? <laughs> uh in, in
1: my opinion it's it's uh it sounds really good, kind right. of like a lot of things that uh ideas that Washington has for us, but uh when you really dig into it, uh I find that it's it's not too exciting
0: yeah you know they make it sound like something new, but it sounds like another way possibly that they may be trying to control more people's money but I don't know that much about the Myira. Can you tell us a little bit about it what they're proposing or what it
1: means sure sure it uh it started at the the State of the union address and uh Uh, the president said that he was going to have the the Treasury issue a new type of bond. And he was going to call this program the MyRA, which was short for My Retirement Account. And he positioned it as it was going to be a safe investment where people couldn't lose money and, in his words, earn a decent rate of return. Uh, Well, when you dig into that, You can look at the government's already existing, what's referred to as their TSP plan, their Thrift Savings Plan, and inside that, they have what's called the G Fund, and it pays a fixed interest rate. Last year, the G Fund paid a whopping 1.5% interest. Now, granted, you can't lose any money, but the inflation rate in our country last year was 1.7%. So if you're losing 1.7% in the value of your money each year, and you're earning one5 can you see where... all we've done is really guaranteed ourselves a loss of purchasing power? About it, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's crazy. You know, and what I've seen, especially for federal employees, is and I really didn't really understand it until I started working as a federal employee specialist, how, what, these poor people work their whole lives, and by the time they're getting to retire, they start taking things from them. And where they have their money situate, situated is in really some scary places, where they actually lose money and, like you said, hardly make any.
1: Well, uh, it really concerns me whenever, whenever the government, uh, in, in this case the president, describes this as a as a new bond that he's going to have the treasury issue. Uh, in, in case your listeners don't know, a bond is a debt instrument. So if the government's going to issue some type of new bond. And that's what they want you to put their money in. Basically, what you're buying is government debt. I think we already are well aware of the situation that our country is in with its debt situation.
0: So basically, is it like is it like a TSA or is it like an IRA or
1: what? Well, the thing that it most closely resembles would be a Roth IRA. Uh-huh. In the MyRA, what you'll be able to do is you will be able to put in after-tax dollars. So make no mistake, the, the government's going to get theirs before you can before you can put money into the account. Now, what is what is an advantage to it is the minimums. You can open the account for as little as twenty-five dollars, and you can contribute uh, as little as five dollars at a time to the account, and there is no fees. So that that is. That is a feature. Nobody likes to pay fees, but then again, we get back to value. I don't have any problem with paying somebody to do a service if there's value in it. If I if I'm getting something for free or otherwise paying no fee, but I'm getting no type of competitive return, well, that's the same as a loss to me.
0: Yeah. So what are they actually what are they actually investing in in this
1: model? You only have one choice. Oh. That's, that's, there is no diversification in there. You are going to be purchasing whatever this new treasury bond is, and that's it. And you're gonna mm-hmm. earn a fixed amount of interest. Now, for somebody that's later in life, uh, closer to retirement, a fixed account is not a bad idea, because you don't want to take too much risk of losing what you've already worked hard for. But if you're somebody that's 30, 35 years old, right. well, You've got to take on a little bit more risk, but you have the luxury of doing that because you have a much longer time horizon. I was actually figuring this up just the other day, and the plan is designed for lower-income earners. And to me, I think these people that are are lower-income earners, they're going to be more likely to pay the electric bill and keep the lights on then they would be saving a hundred dollars a month uh to try to save for this retirement plan. But if they did save just a hundred and fifty dollars a month, that's eighteen hundred dollars a year. Now eighteen hundred dollars a year, if you put in that eighteen hundred dollars in a thirty year time frame at one and a half percent interest compounded, that eighteen hundred would be worth twenty eight hundred dollars. That that doesn't sound too exciting, does Whoopee.
0: it?
1: <laughs> That's if dumb. you took that same $150 a month or $18,000 a year and you invested it in, in, a, in a, just a, an index fund that was designed to mimic the, the stock market, and even if you did pay a fee of, let's say, 1.5% for that, which it wouldn't be that high, but let's just say that it was, and you netted, after fees and expenses, a 6.5% return, that $1,800 that you saved this year in 30 years would be almost $12,000.
0: Right.
1: So his idea of a competitive or a decent rate of return mm-hmm. might not be that so decent uh, over the long term.
0: And now, is there any risk to it? Is it like a stock or is it a bond where you're, you you can not even bonds are vulnerable, right? So,
1: well, it, that's, uh, Right. Th- that's in correct. Area? It would it would be a bond issued uh, by the U- United States Treasury. There w- he's saying that there would be no risk. You could not lose any of your principal okay. in there. So it's going to have to be some type of a short-term bond where it's somewhere in between a one, three, and five years. I don't see them being able to issue anything out further than five years just because of the interest rate sensitivity that it would get into. But the reason I say I don't see an, another uh, a point for this is because we already have the Roth IRA available. We have uh, just the traditional IRA, and I feel like a guy that's got a toolbox with a hammer in it, instead of the president saying, hey, let me, let me give you some skills and show you how to use that hammer, and then you can buy more tools so you can do more work and earn more, he's just coming by saying, hey, here's another toolbox. Right. <laughs> well, I don't need a toolbox. What I need is more tools.
0: Right, right, exactly. So, and then is there a? You could only put so much in a year, like the other ones, or you, is it unlimited, or how do
1: they have? Right, it would be it would be limited. And this is this is uh, again, why why would he, we even recommend this? If you're talking about a low income earner, they don't have the luxury, they don't have the 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 money to be able to put in ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a year into an account. Why not just use the roth i r a who has which has a five thousand dollar limit that you can put into that already? if you take a a, a household the med- just the median, not low income, but the median household is about fifty one thousand dollars and then when we add in the taxes, let's say that that brings them down to about forty three thousand dollars of net income mm-hmm. and we've always been told to save somewhere between 10 and fifteen percent for retirement, correct? correct. So if we're able to save $5,000, we're already in that basically 12% of our income that we're saving. So having a high income limit to his uh or high uh, contribution to the my uh, my RA, it just it just doesn't make sense. It's we've got a real pretty package, but whenever you open it up, there's really nothing inside of it.
0: Boy, that sounds it sounds Really crazy. I mean, now they don't. Do they limit you on how much you can put in there?
1: Yes, ma'am. It, it is limited. Okay. Uh, it's going to be five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now, one thing that that has been said is that whenever the account gets to fifteen thousand dollars, you would have the option to roll that in to a a Roth IRA of your own,
0: mm-hmm. where you could control it or do whatever you wanted
1: to. Correct. I
0: mean, yeah. So the options that people have are 401ks, Roth IRAs, right? And and correct. And you seem do you like 401ks? What do you think about that? There's a lot of fees. I hear a lot of bad press about you know all the fees, and they're normally invested in vulnerable places where people can lose their money. What do you think about that?
1: Well, you're correct, and that is true. It's it's there's no hiding that 401ks do have high internal fees, and most of the time the participants are not even really aware of the amount of money that they're paying in fees. I saw uh, uh, an article that CNBC did and they said over a 20, I think it was 20 or 25 year employment history, the average person will pay $64,000 in Mm. internal hidden fees in a 401k plan. Wow. That's a lot.
0: Wow, that is incredible.
1: I do like 401k plans for one important function. If you have an employer that is making matching contributions, you need to take full advantage of that. If if you are contributing 3% and that employer is willing to to match up to 3%, you should at the very minimum be putting in what that employer is going to match. The reason why is you're basically getting 100% return on your investment on that day. If you put in $3,000, then they're going to put in $3,000. So now you have $6,000. Yeah, that's, so, but, that's, the, that's the real advantage is in a matching plan.
0: plan. Right. Has anybody ever done any math on the advantages of them matching it compared to the fees that they're paying and the loss of control because you really can't access your money or, or move it. You know, you're it's stuck in their 401k, so if they're invested in their particular stock, you're stuck with that, right?
1: That's right. There is, you do have, uh, limited flexibility. Most, most 401k plans are gonna, you know, limit you to about 20 different funds that you can choose from. Uh, so you are very limited in, in what you can choose. Uh, there are some 401k plans and I would encourage Uh, everybody to look at their 401k plan and see if that employer allows for what is referred to as in-service distributions, where if you've been with the employer for a certain length of time, you are eligible to move a portion of that 401k or roll it out over into an IRA, and then you give yourself much more flexibility. Then you really have every tool uh, or investment available to you at that point.
0: Right, right. And that way you can get into some places where you can really grow your money safely and
1: or, or grow it safely. That's a, exactly what I was about to say. You know, if you can take, uh, let's say that you're uh, you've been working for your company for several several years, and you're 55 years old, and you have, I'm just giving you a number here, 500 thousand dollars in your 401k, and instead of taking that much risk, you say, you know what, I want to, I, I need to put this in a safe place. I, I don't have to get rich, but I, I, I want a a competitive rate of return. Maybe you could take a portion of that. Roll it over into an IRA, take that money and put it into an indexed annuity—something to give you safety and a competitive rate of return.
0: You know that is—I think that that's one of my favorite things, especially for you know my clients. In the last two decades, I'm, that's how I'm able to say I've never lost a dime of my clients' money. And, <clears> and <throat> there's some really such amazing products out there. What's so fascinating is that. You know, not one person lost one dollar in annuity in the Great Depression, right? But right. how come how nobody really knows about that? What's your take on that? Do you think the information is actually withheld from people?
1: I think that the large institutions, the large brokerage firms, have tried everything that they can to keep indexed annuities in the dark. Because every time a dollar is moved from one of those brokerage firms over to uh, an insurance policy, that's money they've lost in fees on that. And I think that you're starting to see a little bit more light uh, shed on indexed annuities about how they can benefit people. And, again, I, we, we can't say this enough. As you get closer to retirement and in retirement, your your time horizon is not as long as a 35-year-old. So you you have to... Have principal protected assets, but at the same time, we want them to at least keep pace with inflation and the index annuity is a is a great tool for doing that
0: I totally agree i th- actually think it's such an amazing place you know there's amazing products out there that that they're going to create an income that you can never outlive, even past your principal and that's and correct. That's what- Really, aren't don't you think that people are really worried about outliving their money? Um, in fact,
1: day in and day out, that's the number one concern that I right. hear from right. from my new clients uh, when we sit down and, and we're getting to know one another. And I ask them, you know, what keeps them awake at night? That, that's number one. And I'll tell you this: it doesn't matter if they have two hundred thousand or if they have two million; they right. have the same concerns. Will I be able to maintain this lifestyle and not run out of money? And right the indexed annuity or an annuity in general is the only financial tool that can guarantee lifetime income.
0: Right. And you know, AARP did a survey and I think it was 63% of people feared running out of money more than death.
1: Absolutely. Yep. That's correct.
0: That's crazy, really. I mean, why live in fear when there's some amazing things out there? So why don't you go ahead and well, tell, tell our audience a little bit about your favorite annuities and how they work?
1: Well, the ones the ones that I I like, uh, you know, here's a, here's the a thing. A lot of times, the the annuities that I like to use, most people don't recognize the name of the insurance company. Um, insurance companies have a couple of different ways they can they can market their products. Uh, if I said Prudential, MetLife uh nationwide. These are probably all insurance companies that people are familiar with because they spend a heck of a lot of money advertising. We we see their commercials day in and day out. But if I say companies like uh Security Benefit or North American or um, maybe even Allianz, they're they're not familiar with those, but those marketing dollars are used in sometimes uh the form of a product bonus. They're relying on the advisor or the agent to promote those products and it's it's a benefit to the client um, right. I like to use income riders uh, on my indexed annuities um, again we're registered investment advisors so I'm also securities licensed so when I design a plan I like to have a portion of that money that's allocated to managed equities where you know we are taking some risk but we're looking for growth in there and then we might have another portion allocated to uh, income producing assets And then we're going to have a portion that's allocated to what we refer to as a principal-protected account. And I often find that an indexed annuity is a good fit there. And what we'll do is we'll add an income rider onto that policy. So when we structure a plan like that, we have growth, we have income, and we have principal protection. We also have income that we can never outlive and we've also addressed the liquidity needs. It, something's going to arise that we have not seen. It's going to happen at some point. So we have to have the liquidity available to meet that need.
0: Right. And, um, you know, you mentioned security benefits and people would like, ah, I never heard of them. But aren't they owned by Guggenheim, which is like the oldest insurance company in the world? <laughs>
1: Right. Yep, Guggenheim has is, is, uh, been around for a long time. They have uh, uh, a good history. Uh, Security benefit. Believe it or not, they got their their roots. Uh, it's been, I guess, it's getting close to a hundred years, or maybe even over a hundred years. In the early 1900s, I believe it was, uh, whenever they they first started. It's a, a good company. They've consistently grown, and they have. Uh, a very, very competitive indexed annuity uh, that's focused around its their income rider. It's a very powerful, uh, powerful tool.
0: Well, I'm pretty fond of that annuity. In fact, it is the number one selling annuity, and you and I have never talked before, and it's, it's kind of neat that we Both are in agreement on, on our products because (laughs) that's really neat. You know, well, when you do this for a while, it really, and you're, you're honest and you're truly trying to help people, it really boils down to what's the best for the client. And the best for the client is not losing their money, being safe, and, and why don't you explain to everybody, uh, this, the, um, TVA and the security benefits product, um, it's the number one selling annuity right now, isn't it?
1: Yes, ma'am. The uh, security benefit uh, product, is a—it's a it's a 10-year product, so it has a 10-year surrender charge period. And each year, those surrender charges reduce until after the 10th year at zero. But that's not uh, the type of, of product or policy that, that we're looking to get in and out of. Its purpose and its real power is in the income that it produces. And it has what's called an annual point-to-point cap. And there's some other crediting methods, but the easiest one to explain would be the annual point-to-point. It's very simple. Let's say that the policy was issued today. So we take today's date, and we're going to go 365 days from now, one year. And whatever the market is up between now and then, We will receive that market gain up to an index cap. And we'll say that the cap is 3%. So if the market goes up from today until this day next year, 6%, then we will earn 3. But here's the great thing. If from today until next year at this time, the market went down 5, 10, 20, 30%, we take no loss. So we get a partial participation in market gains, but none of the downside risk. And like I said, the real power is in the income rider. We can add an income rider attached to the policy. And every year that we wait to take income, that income account value will compound at 7%. So it doesn't matter if the market goes up or down, the income account value will earn 7%. And at some point in the future, there is a what's referred to as a payout factor. It's nothing more than a multiplier, and it's age-based. Take that multiplier, multiply it times the income account value, and you'll get a dollar number. So kind of give you some numbers with this. Let's say that you had a a 55-year-old woman, and she put $100,000 into the policy, and she waits 10 years to turn on income. Well, the account value is going to be pretty close to $200,000. And the payout factor at age 65 is, uh, I think it's 5.5%. So 5.5% times 200000 would be $11,000. So she will get an income stream of $11,000 for the rest of her life. I don't care if she lives to 125 years old. Right. That $11,000 is always coming in. Even if she depletes her money to zero, they're still going to continue to pay.
0: I know, isn't that? I think that's sweet. I mean, it's, who wouldn't want to not you know have an income for the rest of their life?
1: I mean, uh, what do you think <laughs> I, I think I would like income for the rest of my life. I, I am yeah. yeah. uh I'm optimistic that we can uh will always be able to count on social security, but uh I feel a lot more confident if it's something that I've gone out and uh taken care of myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we I had a client and he was, you know, he was all set to retire and his wife was a nurse and he was going to retire at 70 and and then what happened was he lost his job. And it, this mm-hmm. company downsized, so he had to get another job. He got—he's getting half the wages. So his whole plan now is totally upside down, right? Because, exactly. And now, and so he was—he was kind of betting on uh, social security. And I don't really—I want everyone don't rely on it. Don't you know? Make your own, make your own plan. And if that's, that's right. extra that's there, then you can you'll. Know, that'll be like fruits but the extra that's right <laughs> you know so, but it's Warren not going to be a whole said, lot and what you're yeah. talking about is where people really need to be um because that is is guaranteed and as far as i'm concerned you know insurance companies are going to be the last to go
1: cuz i the money, I couldn't right? agree with you more i couldn't <laughs> agree with you more as 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 bad as everything was in 2008 and 2009 if if something like that would have happened to the insurance industry then I think that that's the time to Katie bar the door because everything that we do is backed by insurance. Our right. vehicles, our homes, our health, mm-hmm. everything. We might not need a bank, but we have to have the insurance companies. And if those were to go down, then uh, that that would be the final, right. that would be the straw. Well,
0: just like you were talking about, like Allianz. Well, Allianz owns Putnam, Hartford. They're big conglomerates. Mm-hmm. and that. And that made me really think about AIG. I mean, there they are. Why would they bail these out, this, these guys out? Right? They really helped create the chaos. But the point was, that it wasn't just, you know, the political thing. But I had the feeling that if they, if that fell, a whole the whole thing would. So right. And
1: I, I think it's important that that for me that you know when I'm talking about. Insurance with my clients, and AIG comes up from time to time because it was such a, uh, a a big news event. But it's important to know that what happened with AIG had nothing to do with their life and health side. It had to do with insurance on mortgage-backed securities. Um, so that's where they got into trouble. So the life and health it was very profitable, very solid. They got into trouble with something else. So what they were doing, and what you and I do on the life and health side, is, is uh, there are two different sides there.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so people are are kind of like in a con, you know quandary. They don't really know what to do. So, you know, they have yeah, this Myra, it was some, some sounds like a mirage. <laughs> <laughs> even sort of spelled that way, but anyway, and so you got the 401k, and you have your Roth, and so what else do you like to tell people about?
1: Well, I think if I could tell, you know, speaking to, to big groups, I think that the probably the, the most important thing that people of any age, whether they're just starting uh, work or they're getting closer to retirement, is to seek out a financial professional that you can trust, that can give you guidance. Yes, they might not be able to to take over an account and manage it for you, but they can point you in the right directions, even if it's just looking at your 401K and saying, look, I know you're limited to 20 funds, but at your age, your time horizon, these are the funds that are going to make the most sense for you. So I think that 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 would be number one. Number two, as you get older, start to reduce your risk. I see this quite often folks come into my office and they they wait till they're a year out or six months out before they want to start their retirement planning they said this is what I've been I'm in so far and we do an analysis their investments and they might have 80% of their total portfolio at risk so again that's kind of tying back into a to getting some qualified advice
0: number three exactly
1: make the maximum contributions to a retirement account that that you're able to,
0: mm-hmm. right, right, exactly. You know that that it, I don't know. This is it's almost like a quest, but you know, I've spoken. I've just got back from Washington DC, and I spoke to the American, um, the U.S. Government Financial Officers Association. Right? And these are the guys that handle the budgets and the treasury, not the politicians, right? Really nice right. people, too. Good people. But they're the ones that are making the system work. But they are handling billions and trillions of dollars. And then before that, I spoke at the American Payroll, and they're handling millions and billions of dollars. And I am so shocked at every group that I go to when I say, okay, so how many of you have your plan? And, and like two or three people raise their hand of that group. And I'm like, you guys are the government or you're the payroll. But even people that know about money, this is the most procrastinated subject. Nobody wants to deal with it. It's just sort of unreality. What would you say? What would you say to someone to inspire them to pay attention and and really look at what's happening here?
1: I would say three words. Mm -hmm. Fear is a liar. Mm. You're scared of something because you don't understand it right. take a little bit of time to to increase your knowledge base about a particular area and you will become much more confident in dealing with that
0: right exactly good very good well you know that's exactly why i wrote my book and i basically just put my practice you know my books ready for pre retirement three secrets <clears throat> for safe money and a fabulous future And the three things that I talk about are protection of assets from catastrophic illness, right, long-term care, nursing home costs, and uh, probate, right, and the Great Mm -hmm. Recession. And so if people can learn these things, I want to empower people to understand how it works. Because we're all taught we go to school, we learn how to make money, we get out of school, we make money, and then what? People don't know what to do. They go to a broker that they don't usually like. (laughs) <laughs> right and he puts them in something they don't you're know right. what it is and then i get them when they're 70 and 80 and i go well where's your ira and they'll go at the bank and i go where at the bank most people have no idea where their money's invested don't you think
1: well there's still a lot of people that have been in retirement for 10 years and their four o their money's still in a 401k <laughs> right
0: right because nobody's educating people so i think it's great that you're out there educating people they people have to learn and be empowered and And for those of you that just joined in, you're listening to Ready, Set, Retire, and we have a special guest today, Aaron Freeman, and he's sharing with us a little thing about the MIRA, and we're talking about safe money strategies, Um, and you're about to um, open a new site real soon. Why don't you share with us a little bit about that site?
1: Sure. Uh, Oak River Financial Group is a registered investment advisory firm, and that... uh website is oakrivergroup.com. But in the next uh, four to six weeks, we're going to be launching another website and it's going to be called Wise Women and Wealth. Uh, we are very uh, strongly focused on women investors at Oak River. Uh, typically, women are going to live longer than men. They typically have less retirement assets saved because they could have been uh, taking care of the family home or raising, raising children. They okay. they need to know that somebody's on the wall, that somebody's got their back. There is somebody looking out for them. So Wise Women and Wealth or WiseWomenandWealth.com is really going to be filled with educational content. There's nothing to be sold on there. It's strictly to empower women to take charge of their financial lives. Um, there's financial issues in divorce that will be uh, addressed in there. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, let's say that a couple, I'm just using a big number to make it easy. Uh, let's say a couple has a million dollars. She has a IRA that has $500,000 in it, and then he's just saved a bunch of cash. He's got $500,000 in a savings account. And they decide they're going to get a divorce, and he says, look, let's make this easy. We'll make it inexpensive. You take your $500,000 IRA, and I'll take the $500,000 savings account. Well, on the surface, that seems fair, $500,000 and $500,000. But not so fast. Every dollar she takes out of that IRA, she's going to pay ordinary income tax on it. He's walking away with $500,000 cash. No taxes. So it's making women aware that just because something seems equal, it's not necessarily equitable. Right. So the website is www.wisewomenandwealth.com.
0: That's great. And and um that's we we should talk later because that's what I do. I I speak to women all over the country. I'm a um a e-women success coach and involved with a lot of women groups and you know women I don't know how many times I've seen uh women come in my office and say, "Well, my husband used to handle that." Or, you know, they don't even know about the checks. It's so important that people talk to each other about these things, which is for some reason, you know, married couples just don't talk about that, hardly. So, and those of you that want to get in touch with me, again, my name is Chris Miller, and I'm the author of the book, Ready for pre And you can reach out to me at 951-926-4158, or you can go to my website, com. I've got some free articles there on the three myths of financial planning and um, lots of free content on our blog, which is Chris Miller Money Maestro. So we have lots and lots of great things to share. So now you, you were saying this is shocking. Fifty percent of Americans have less than $10,000 in savings.
1: Ooh. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah. One mm-hmm. one medical emergency could be financial ruin for most of them, right. for most of Americans right now.
0: Right. That's it 10, is shocking. That's like it. one day in the hospital, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, the and I'm not joking,
0: because seriously, I went through this with Some, my of, the, mom some of the
1: most comical things are usually the truth, huh?
0: It's so true. Like, you know, I really didn't get the, these numbers till it happened in my own family. And my mom came up. You should have seen her face. It was really like, I mean, that's part of my passion. And she handed me a bill from Stanford Hospital, for five days of chemo, and she goes, here, share this with your clients. And she had a big tears in her eyes and handed it to me, and I got tears in my eyes. And it was a bill from Stanford Hospital. She had cancer. And it was five days of chemo. Guess how much it was.
1: I I couldn't even imagine. (laughs)
0: $90,000 for five days. She had it five days a month for a year. Mm. So... Yeah, I think,
1: again, getting back to... On that exact, exact topic of what, what you and I do, Chris, uh, and you know as well as I do, there's some very amazing things with, that you can do with, with insurance products these days to address long-term care needs and protect exactly. those assets against nursing homes. I mean, the things yep. you can do with index universal life with return of premium riders and using death benefits as, as long-term care is just, it's, you just gotta, uh, you know, I wish I could save everybody. <laughs> but, I know, uh, I
0: know. Hey, well, you you brought up IULs and I think that's another hidden mystery that if 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 I would have known about that at a younger age, it, it's amazing. Why don't you share with well, our audience
1: a little bit about I that get asked business? I will. And I get asked this all the time in my okay. business. People ask me, and I'm 39. People ask me they ah. say, well, "What do you invest in?" And I invest in my business, but one of the things that I do personally is I have an index universal life policy on myself. Now I don't care about the death benefit. Maybe my wife does, but that's not why I do it. I do it because I'm fairly certain that income tax rates are going to be higher in the future than they are today. So I'm able to put money in there and it's as safe as an annuity. I cannot lose a penny. But I can have participation in the stock market with – when we were talking earlier about uh, an annuity with a 3% annual cap, Index Universal Life Policies on mine, I have a 16% annual cap. So I gain all the market upside up to 16%. But if the market turns around and falls, I take no loss. And any money that I've gained is is protected as well. But here's the real power. When I'm 65 – I'll be able to take money out of that policy, and I do it in the form of policy loans, and I won't pay one single cent in income tax on that.
0: Right. Right. And that is really sweet. When you, when you look at an illustration, for example, um, we had a client, he was 38. He was putting $500 a month in, and it mm-hmm. turned 67. So he was set to receive about 82000 a year.
1: For the rest yep. of his life,
0: tax-free. Does anybody hear Absolutely. this?
1: Absolutely. You know, uh, mine. You? I, I won't tell you how much I put in every year, but when I'm 65, uh, my my income from that policy will be about 125 thousand dollars a year, and I won't pay a cent in tax on that money.
0: Isn't that's amazing?
1: That's, that's so, powerful. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. People need to reach out and find out about this, and. And have these products been around a long time? It's another, like, how come nobody knows about it?
1: Well, again, I think that uh, the the big, powerful uh, brokerage firms for so long have have said, hey, let's just put this in a a bond fund, and uh, we're in it for the long haul. But I think think those days are over.
0: Yeah, good, good. Well, do you have some some other points you'd like to share that you normally tell your clients that we haven't covered
1: yet i i really think it's 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 really about saying enough is enough i'm not going to i'm not going to take i'm not going to stand for mediocre anymore i'm going right. to make a change and i'm going to do it right now i'm not going to start tomorrow i'm going to start right now i'm going to educate myself i'm going to make retirement and savings a priority and i'm going to find a qualified advisor to help me with this
0: right and so, you know, just making a commitment, you'd be surprised that information actually just start coming to you. I'm going to do this. And, and you'll just start going that way. But you got to connect with, with someone that knows what Aaron and I are talking about. And you know, I'm sure you can connect with Aaron or myself. And we're in different parts of the country. But, you know, there's advisors all over the country that do know the safe money strategy. But there's a lot of advisors based, basically, I would say seventy-five percent or more that really don't do this. They are really. I couldn't. I
1: couldn't agree with you more.
0: Maybe it's eight ninety percent. They want to risk your money to make money. They like to gamble your money, right?
1: Uh, That's that's uh, that's kind of the sad truth sometimes.
0: Yeah, and I've seen a lot of it because a lot of times I get a lot of people coming into. We have a document preparation service, and we create trust living trusts for people, and they come in with. You know, it's it's just a shame. I saw so many sad stories that that's why I'm trying to get to the people ahead of time instead of waiting right. until they're seventy and eighty.
1: Well, folks like you and I, will, we'll, we'll change. We'll slowly one one client at a time. Right.
0: Well, I think that my rope to me was a door opener for the discussion.
1: Right.
0: Sure. Him talking about a Myra or retirement is really indicating that everybody's in trouble and we've got to do something, although they don't really have the answer, but we better do something. So now people are kind of thinking about it because it's being talked about. I agree with you, ma'am.
1: Right, right. Hey, let's let's at least give him credit for saying it's a start. Okay, it's there's not gonna be one thing that's that's created overnight. It is a s it is a start on the the topic that something needs to be done. It's just uh this isn't this isn't the tool that's that's gonna be used. Right. And at least not them? by right. hardly anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. And and do you do you help people with long term care concerns too? Are you you work uh, like with modified endowment contracts and
1: items like that yes ma'am that's uh we, we do we do do a lot of that um but again it's there's not uh and you know this there's, there's not a there's not a one size fits all or one product fits also uh, you know i could talk to you about that for for hours um but that you know we do we do use that we do use it um often for clients um and i think I uh, again so your listeners out there, if they would just take some time and give you a call and say, I have a concern about long term care, what are some of the suggestions that you would make? And then, you know, again that opens the door for you to explain how we do what we do.
0: Right. Because there's some really creative ways that people can might be able to access even their own old, old insurance. They may have a cash value in their insurance policy that they could roll over for a uh, modified endowment contract that would actually take care of them in a nursing home, right? Or give them right. a death benefit like life insurance. And that would they would That's be correct. able to fund it with their with their cash value.
1: You know, one one thing that I, I, I did fail to mention on that when we were talking about the annuity with security benefit is security benefit in some states they have what's referred to as a home health care doubler. And in the example I gave out I gave earlier I said the income would start at eleven thousand dollars. But if that person could not perform two of six ADLs, active daily living activities, that income will automatically double. So that person would have gone from $11,000 a year in income to $22,000 a year. So that could help pay for some of the long-term care expense.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And another thing that we forgot to mention was the stacked interest. I think that's thrilling. Maybe you could tell everybody about the stacked interest.
1: Stacked stacked interest is is becoming a uh, more popular each day, Uh, and it's really all about leverage. Uh, You know, what can you leverage those dollars up in the in the future to be? Um, I don't want to bombard everybody with too much too much information today, uh, but there there are some really competitive products, and you know, it seems like that each day they're getting a little bit better, a little bit faster. Um, and it, again, it takes folks like you and I keeping up with them because there. It seems like every day there's a new, a new, uh, a new product available out there.
0: Right, right, and and it is overwhelming. You know, just like like you were talking about fear. If people don't understand something, it's just scary. And then once you do it, it's no big deal at all. Everything's like that's that. right. So.
1: Do you do you uh, uh do you use uh any of the annexus?
0: Yes, I do. Huh? Yeah.
1: They have a they have that stack growth uh option on, on theirs and it's it's a very powerful very powerful tool. And I'll tell you what else I like, uh is I like inflation adjusted income. I like I like the fact that you can have an income stream but it doesn't have to stay flat. You can have that income stream where it will go up with inflation, so you don't have to worry about the purchasing power of your dollars fifteen years from now. That they'll they'll be the same.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe you could explain the difference. Like, let's just say somebody was shopping and they came in your office and they're looking at at a Nexus, right? The, what is it, the B A B or B A A or something? And then mm-hmm. the the BAA. And BAA, and then the security benefits the T V A. What What's the difference between those? What, how do well, they know the, how to
1: shop? The security benefit, the one that I've used a lot, is the uh, SIA, the Secure Income Annuity. Mm-hmm. And the real difference in these income riders and their payouts is if you want the maximum amount of payout or cash that you can get out of an annuity, you're going to have to select a, a payment option that is the lifetime max. If you have a longer time horizon and you want to keep pace with inflation, then you might start out at a lower payout. So in the kind of the examples I was referring to earlier, with with one annuity, it may start out at $11,000 in a payout and pay that $11,000 every year for the next however long you live, let's say to a hundred. Another annuity that's inflation adjusted, instead of starting off at 11000 it may start off at... Seven thousand. I'm just pulling numbers out of my out of the air right now, but it may start out at seven thousand. But every year there would be a a cost of living adjustment or an inflation adjustment in that that payment. So the first year would start at seven thousand. next year it might be seven thousand two hundred, and then seventy seven hundred, and then so on and so forth. But at some point, that inflation adjusted payment is going to catch up and then greatly exceed what that level payment would have been. Often what we do in our planning is we'll use multiple products where we look at the client's needs, their goals, their concern, and use those where we may stack them, where we may turn income on immediately from one annuity source, and then five, six, seven years down the road, turn on another annuity source. So we're always increasing that income. I think that Everybody should ask themselves, a lot of people have investment plans, but rarely do I see somebody come in here that that already has a written and detailed income plan. Ask yourself right now, do I have an income plan that will double or triple my income through retirement? If you can't say that with confidence, yes, I know that my income's doubling or tripling through retirement, then you need to get in and see a qualified professional that can help you address that. Right. Absolutely.
0: So we're kind of coming to the end here, and so maybe you could give, is there any little cherry on the top of everything we've been talking about you'd like to share with everybody?
1: I, I, again, I get back to the, the fear is a liar. I, I just would say that everybody just take a little bit of time. It, it doesn't, you don't have to, it's not something that you, you have to get, uh, you know, just overwhelmed with, just take baby steps, get a little bit of knowledge, and you'll get to where you go to. I, I tell people whenever they they first come in my office, if you can spend, not today, but over the, the course of the next few weeks, if you could spend three or four hours with me, it'll it'll be worth the next 20 years of retirement. It doesn't take that much time. Just a little bit of time can save you a retirement of worry.
0: That's so true. You know, I, I, when I was in uh, Washington DC, one of the um, chairmen there had said, and it was brilliant, he said, you need to take a retirement holiday. and ret- In other words, you take off a day to do retirement planning. You make that your, you know, retirement vacation or, you know, or a day off where you actually just spend the day learning and doing, reaching out and doing what you're talking about, right? So you got to take You're the correct. time to do that. You know, uh, one thing that I get asked a lot is, uh, you know, they're talking to me and they're saying, well, you know, that's great for people that have money, but I'm just trying to get by. What do you tell the people that, like, are on the edge and they don't really have a whole lot of money to save?
1: It's not. It's never too late, right. number one. And, again, take baby steps. There's things that we all do. Everybody that could save a little bit of money here and there, whether it's buying that Starbucks coffee whenever the dollar coffee at the convenience store would work. We don't need to. It's a $4 difference. It's it's little things. Do you really need to, to buy that lottery ticket? Um, just right. Just little savings here and there, but at the end of the day, what it takes is discipline.
0: Right. Absolutely, and and you've got to apply yourself, and you've got to learn. And and Erin, you're put, you know, you're putting up site with a lot of content and and education, and that's what we're trying to do is teach people and empower people so they can make the right decisions. I have a blog, Chris Miller Money Maestro, with tons of articles about what we're talking about. Um, I also have a training courses called Pre-Tirement Mastery. So we're going to be teaching people about what's an annuity, what's insurance, so they can know, and then they'll know how to make the decision. But if you don't understand, you can't make the right decision.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Well, Erin, it's really been fun talking to you, especially that I – you know, I had no idea that we were really so close in the same field and, and really. <laughs> I didn't in the either. It's <laughs> really, really great because we're really, you know, we're saying the same thing and we're in agreement about safe money and people need to really pay attention. So, again, you've I'm, been listening to. Do you have something else you wanted to say?
1: No, I was just going to say I, I, I enjoyed uh, being here with you today and thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And, and this is Chris Miller, host of Ready, Set, Retire. Again, you can reach out to me at com. I have a free article, The Three Myths of Financial Planning. You can get my number one bestseller right there, or you can go to Amazon and pick it up, or get a Kindle version of it. I want you to start learning. Get this information, and then you could reach out. You can also reach out to Aaron. And Aaron Freeman at OakRiverFinancialGroup.com, and we'll be able to help you and learn, get educated, and learn these things, and then take action. So again, Aaron, I really want to thank you for being here, and and wish you the best.
1: Thank you. You as well. All righty. Have a great day. Bye
2: bye. I found out you can't take the curve at 85 My whole life flashed before my eyes I braced myself to leave this world behind As a million questions raised across my mind Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone?